There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm through. My hand is touching free air. I'll miss you, Branston. Prison life won't be the same without you. So long, Perkins. Happy Christmas. Officers, I've got some bad news for you. Branston has escaped from Barmydale Prison. Yep, yep, the most dangerous criminal in Barmydale history is on the loose. Find him, catch him, and let's get him back behind bars. Chief, excuse me, Chief, but won't Branston already be long gone? He's not going to escape and then just hang around Barmydale, is he? Good question, Sergeant. You see, yesterday we received intel that Mr Big was about to emerge from the shadows. Who's Mr Big, Chief? No one knows. Some say he doesn't exist. A myth in the criminal underworld. But others say he's the man at the very top of the Barmydale crime network. And that even Branston answers to him. Yesterday we got word he's about to emerge from the shadows, and now today Branston has escaped. It could be a coincidence, but maybe it's not. One thing we do know, finding one of them would be remarkable. Finding both would take a genius. Keep your eyes closed, Gracie, till I turn the lights on. What do you think? How did you get that sleigh on the roof? It's practically life-size. Oh, Keith, don't you think it's a bit tacky? Tacky? It's the embodiment of Christmas spirit, that is. I don't think Santa Claus is what Christmas is about. Now, if you were putting a nativity scene up there, that would make sense to me. I'm not putting a nativity scene on the roof, am I? The angel Gabriel didn't land on the roof and chuck the baby Jesus down the chimney, did he? 
You know what I mean. Your display just seems less about the true spirit of Christmas and more about outdoing Dan from across the road. Don't be daft. So it's just a coincidence that our sleigh is twice the size of his? A happy accident, love. Oh, I'm cold. I'm going inside for a nice cup of Yorkshire tea. You don't seem very impressed with my Christmas display, love. Oh, at least Reverend Wilkins is staging the nativity. No, he's not doing it again, is he? The nativity is what Christmas is about, Keith. Not the way he does it. Oh, it was so bad last year, I was rooting for King Herod by the end. It's about time you got in a director who knows what he's doing. Reverend Wilkins does a fine job on a very limited budget. Fine job? He had that Cathy Simmons as the Virgin Mary last year. She did well. She was seven months pregnant. Did you not hear the audience laughing when the angel Gabriel told her the big news and she gasped in shock? Any director worth their salt knows half the job is casting. What do you know about directing? I directed plays in the army, you know. Major Sanders said my No Sex Please We're British was the finest all-male production of it he'd ever seen. You kept that quiet. Oh, well, I don't like to brag. Oh, truth be told, he's got big problems this year. Two shepherds, the Virgin Mary, the Angel Gabriel and the Donkey have all got symptoms. They've had to isolate for two weeks. We're having to audition in the morning and the show's tomorrow night. The donkey's got symptoms? It's a pantomime horse, Keith. We don't have a real donkey, do we? Oh, you don't pay attention to things that are important to me. What do you mean? I've been repairing the costume in the spare room for two days. Have you not noticed? I've been heavily focused on my rooftop display. A little too focused. Would you mind coming across the road with me, Keith? What for? Sharon and I have been thinking of talking to you both. I think now is a good time. Yeah. Right, you two, sit down by the tree. Oh, dear. It's been a miserable year, and all we want now is a quiet, incident-free Christmas. Can you promise to give us that? What do you mean? We mean, we don't want you both causing chaos over Christmas. We don't cause chaos. Hey, that deluded. You're like a couple of vortices that suck in all the trouble going. And you're off again trying to outdo each other with your Christmas decorations. I don't see why that could cause trouble. They're just decorations. Nevertheless, promise us an incident-free, peaceful Christmas. Oh, blimey, Sharon. OK, I promise. Keith? Fine, I promise. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to polish Rudolph and go to bed. Can you get that, Keith? I've got to go. I'll be late for the auditions. There's a quiche in the fridge if I'm not back for lunch. Hello? Are you that desperate to make your Christmas display better than mine? What are you talking about, Dan? I can't believe you've actually paid a fella to sit in your sleigh. Come on, what's the story with your Santa Claus? Inflatable. Argos. 1999. Dan! On the phone, Sharon. I'm going to see Cora in number 78. Her sister Leonie's visiting and she's invited me over to get acquainted. Oh, thanks for telling me, Sharon. I'll alert the media. I'm only letting you know where I am. Don't know why I bother. I'll be back in half an hour. Right, I'm looking through my window right now, Keith. And you know as well as I do that inflatable Santas don't stand up and stretch. I can show you if you like. Meet me outside. I'll get my ladder. Oh, this is quite ridiculous, Dan. There you go. I told you. One inflatable Santa Claus. Here. Oh, no, you don't, I? Keith and Dan, innit? Branston? Keep your voice down. I'm hiding, and I? What are you doing on my roof? Well, your massive sleigh is the perfect hiding place, Keith. I not to see my daughter in number 55 from here. Tracy, the nurse? Yeah. What happened to my inflatable Santa? Popped it with me bare hands. Is that my Santa suit you're wearing and all? Got to stay warm, Keith. 
You can't stay on my roof, Branston. A man should be able to see his family at Christmas, don't you think? Not really. Not if he's meant to be behind bars for killing 12 people. Excuse us, Branston. Oh, this is a right shambles, Dan. Half the Barmydale police must be out looking for him. Don't panic, Keith. No one's going to link us to him. No one's going to link us with him. We were all on the blinking one show together. He shot me in the leg on national television. Oh, this is exactly what the wives were talking about. We've got to handle this. No trouble, no chaos. You're right. Let's call the police on him. We can't do that. He'll kill us if he finds out we turned him in. If we can't harbour him and we can't turn him in, what options are we left with? Is that a police helicopter circling the town? That's it. You can't stay on my roof, Branston. I'm drawing a line. You'll have to stop with your daughter, Tracy. I can't be sure she won't shut me in. Well, you can't stay here. I was thinking of entering my rooftop display into the Barmadale Gazette's Christmas decorations competition. I'm bound to get marked down if my Santa's a serial killer. Branston, quick. Get your beard back on and stay still. Your daughter's just come out of her house. Oh, hello, Mr Meadows. Mr Parker. That's a festive scene you've got up there. Thank you, love. I'll see you later. I'm just off to the auditions. Oh, you're auditioning for the nativity, are you? I've never really been a fan of Christmas, but it's always been a dream of mine to be on the stage, so I thought I'd give it a go. Probably silly. Not at all. Break a leg, love. Did you hear that? My daughter, on the stage. It's only the church nativity, Branston, not the London Palladium. Oh, it's like a Christmas wish come true. Hello, chaps. Oh, uh, hello, Reverend Wilkins. I didn't see you down there. I must say, your display looks wonderful. I think it deserves a closer look. I'll join you up there. Don't let him come up. He knows me. Comes to the prison every week. Uh, Aren't you supposed to be on your way to the church hall for the auditions, Reverend? Oh, it'll be fine. There's not much room up here. Nonsense. Plenty of room. There we go. Oh, it's quite a view. Oh, well, there's three of you. Uh, Yes, uh, Reverend Wilkins, me, Santa Claus. Oh, yes, Santa. <laughs> You're a couple of days early, I think. <laughs> Sorry, but you, you, you look familiar. But your, your Santa Claus beard is obscuring your face. <laughs> I'm sure we've met. Take off the beard, would you? Uh-huh. Oh, God, don't be shy. Take it off. Here, I'll take it off. Get off me. <gasps> Branston. Oh, my. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Don't step back, Reverend. Oh! Is he dead? Oh, no. If he is, he won't be the only one. Gracie will murder me. Don't just stand there, Keith. Is he alive? Yeah, thank God. Right, you'll have to kill him. You what? He's eyeballed me, ain't he? No choice. We're not killing the vicar, Branston. We need to get him to hospital. When he wakes up, he'll turn me in. And don't think he won't turn you in for hiding me and all. Bring him up here. Get this Santa suit on him and stick him in your sleigh. We can't do that to him. Do it now! Hang on, Branston. If the vicar's in Santa suit, what are you going to hide in? Yeah, good point. Tracy's house is empty for the moment. She's gone to the audition and Stacey's car isn't there. Good idea. I'll lay low in Tracy's for now. Tell me when you've come up with something permanent. Right, Dan. Let's get him on your back and you can start climbing. <sighs> That's my phone. Don't run off. Sarah could be back in a minute. What's she going to say she finds me halfway up the ladder holding an unconscious clergyman? It might be Gracie calling. If I don't answer, she'll think I'm causing chaos. Well, be quick. I can't hold this vicar up much longer. <sighs> hello? Keith, it's Gracie. Oh, hello, love. Just enjoying a quiet, incident-free morning. Sorry to interrupt your piece, but we've got a nativity emergency. The auditions were meant to have started, but Reverend Wilkins is nowhere to be found. We've reported that he's missing to the police. You've done what? 
He's not been late for rehearsal in 30 years. But I told the cast about the hit you had directing No Sex, Please, We're British, and you were their first choice to take over. Please come down. I can't come now. I thought you said you were just at home having a quiet, incident-free morning. No, I, I am. I'll stroll on over if you need me that much. Dan, Dan, panic stations. What? That were Gracie. She says the vicar's gone missing. I know that, don't I? I'm about to drop him. They've called the police. Oh, so half the Barmadale police are out looking for Branston and the other half are out looking for the vicar? And we've got both of them? Yes, exactly. Panic stations. Right, quick. Before that police helicopter gets back, let's get him in that Santa costume and up in that sleigh. Right, he's in. Hmm, he actually looks quite good in that position. Here, you two. Branston, get inside. The police helicopter will be back in a minute. The baby's got no Christmas decorations up. She's a little Scrooge. I need you two to help me to get her a Christmas tree. We're not going shopping now, Branston. I've got to get to the church hall sharpest before the wife twigs someone's up. We don't need to go shopping, you muppet. We're taking the Christmas tree from number 53. Beautifully decorated it is. I just couldn't get it through the back door on my own. We're not stealing their tree, Branston. Yes, we are. My baby is having a Christmas tree. There you go. She's going to love that tree. It's a beauty. Can we get out of here now, please? What's that? Someone's coming in. Percy! Angie! What the bleeding hell are you doing here? I could say the same for you. I thought you was in Marbella. Know each other, do you? My bleeding wife. Right, what you got for me, Sergeant? Well, Chief, an officer on the ground says he saw Angie Edwards entering number 55 Dale Lane. Branson's wife? Yeah. It's their daughter's house. We ran a check and apparently Angie just flew in from Marbella this morning. But our intel says Branston has made his way straight to London. Yeah, coincidental time, you know. You know, there were rumours years ago that Angie is Mr Big. Ah, Mrs Mr Big. I think it would just be Mrs Big, wouldn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. I guess that's why they pay you the big bucks, eh, Chief? You making a joke, Sergeant? No, Chief. Right. All right, get yourself down there. I want number 55 under surveillance. Big bucks, man. Why are you here, Angie? There's no way you flew over to see our daughter at Christmas out of the goodness of your heart. I might have done. Does she even know you're coming? What are you doing here anyway? Not a Christmas decoration anywhere to be seen in this house. So I got Tracy that tree. Compensation for watching her dad get nicked on Christmas Eve when she was just a little un. So it's my fault she's a little Scrooge. Of course, it's always my fault. With you as her mother, it's no wonder she got no festive spirit in her. Anyway, why are you really back in Barmydale, Angie? The same reason you decided to get out of prison last night. To collect my nest egg? Half of it's mine. Till death do us part, Percy. Hang on, I'm not following. I've got a little Christmas gift coming my way. Oh, well... That clears that up. But you're not running off with my money this time. That is for my new life. I ain't come all this way to go home empty-handed. I'll blow your cover, Percy, so watch it. Uh, oh, get your hands off me. What are you doing, Branston? We need to keep her quiet. Uh, Give me that tinsel. You can't tie her up in here. What happens if Tracy and Stacey get home? Where's that coming from? Quiet, the lot of you. It's for me. Yeah? Why? Oh, you 
Dozy mare, Angie. The old Bill followed you here. There's a copper in the car at the end of the street. <sighs> Did they eyeball me? No? Good. So they'll let Angie be and use her as bait for me. And the handover? In plain sight? Well, as it happens, this idiot here is directing the nativity. Yeah, I think that makes it very possible. Right, Keith, you just cast me and Angie in the show. You what? Well, thanks to Angie leading the police here, plans have to change. This way I get my gift in plain sight, yet no one will notice a thing. Can you act? I've got a reputation to uphold, you know. We're in it. How is this going to work, Branston? You'll be on stage. The entire audience will see you. Well, we'll be in costume, won't we? The makeup artists aren't good enough to give you a new identity, Branston. It's the church hall, not Universal Studios. Well, you'd better come up with something to keep us hidden because we're doing it. Well, now I think of it, there is one part that might work for you. I'll just pop across the road. Right, Branston, the two of you will have to get into this. In a bag? No, what's inside it? It's the donkey costume from the Nativity. Perfect disguise. No one's looking for a serial killer in that. Get in it, Angie. I'm not getting in the back. Get in. I'm not getting in the back. Mind the step. Chief. Chief, can you hear me? Yes. There's people coming out of number 55. Who is it, Sergeant? It's the blokes we nicked for mugging that old woman on the bus that time. Keith Meadows and Dan Parker. Oh, those two idiots. Are they alone? Well, looks like they're with a donkey, Chief. Is this one of your jokes, Linklater? No, Chief. They got a pantomime horse with them. (laughs) Oh, no, they haven't. (laughs) Got it, got it. Now you're joking, right, sir? What are you going on about, Linklater? Is there a pantomime donkey in the street or not? Yes, Chief. Yeah. Well, it could be a clever disguise. Well, I'd say so, Chief. Right, Sergeant. Put a tail on that donkey. Ha! <laughs> got it, got it. Come on, there's got to be one. I'm not joking. Just do it. Keith! Oh, thank goodness you're here. Where have you been? Can you not see? I've been auditioning for the donkey, obviously. Sorry I'm late, everyone. Meet your new cast members. Uh, Bill and Ben. Oh, well, that's very kind of you to help us out. Thank you. They say you're welcome. Oh. It's basically one clock for yes, two for no and three for you welcome. That's right, isn't it? Dan, get the donkey to the back of the hall. I've got work to do. I suggest we start with the Virgin Mary. You, Shepherd, Brian, will you read the innkeeper's lines? When you're ready, Tracy. But please, innkeeper, we must have a room, for I am with child. I told you to forget about it. I ain't got no rooms left. Hang on. What's the New York accent for? Do you use that accent when you play in The Shepherd? It's the only Jewish accent I can do. Dear, oh dear, Brian. Just, sorry, Tracy, love. Just say your lines without him. Keith, you're auditioning Tracy, not Brian. He's already got a part. Not for long, he hasn't. Carry on, Tracy, love. But I am about to birth a child and can't be expected to do that in the street. Who wrote this? Keith, it was Cora. The batty old ear from number 78? Dear old Please, innkeeper, try to think of an alternative... Oh, sorry, <laughs> nervous. Um, alternative accommodation, if you possibly can. Sorry, c- can I do that again? No, love, sorry, I- I've seen enough. Keith, you have to give the part, Tracy. She's hopeless. I'd rather give it to Brian. Braston's insisting. You know what you'll do if you don't? As I was saying, a star is born. Doreen? Give her a costume. Oh, thank you, Mr Meadows. 
Next up, we have Mr. Davison to audition as the Angel Gabriel. No chance, sunshine. Next. Oh, but this gentleman has just arrived. He said he spoke to an acquaintance of yours a little earlier on the phone. What did you say your name was? I didn't. Oh, well, anyway, he's come to audition for... What was it, love? A wise man. We've already got three of those, sorry. I'm a wise man. You can't be that wise, you know there's only three of them. I'm ideal for the part. Just give it to me. Heath, what now? Oh, don't tell me. Branston insists he's got the part. Donkey, is this fella in the show? Yeah. Doreen, get him a costume. Come in. Can I see you in the kitchen, please, Keith? Yes, love. I wish you'd told me you'd invited Bill and Ben for dinner. I was going to alter the costumes tonight, but I'll just have to do it during the dress rehearsal tomorrow. Fine. Why are they still wearing the pantomime horse costume? The method actors, aren't they? Oh! Here, Keith, taste one of these. I made them yesterday. Are they all right to serve? <coughs> Crikey! It's caught the back of my throat, that's us. Oh, dear. Well, so you know, I've asked Sharon to come over to help. Oh, I know. As we're having a get-together, I'll invite Don and Cora and her sister Leone. Oh, good news. Dan! Dan! What happened with your voice? Nothing. Listen, Gracie has invited your Sharon over to help her with the dinner. She seems to think this is some kind of festive social event or something. She's inviting Don and Cora and her sister from number 72 and all. Last thing we need is Sharon sniffing around the donkey. She's bound to get suspicious. I can't make a bleeding cup of tea without her thinking something's going on. Hello, Sharon, love. Excuse me, I must get these trays to Gracie. Who? Who's your four-legged friend? Oh, this is uh, Bill and Ben from the Nativity Play. Oh, Merry Christmas. Excuse me. She seemed to buy it. I know. Percy, I'm dying to go. She needs to go. Where's the carsey? Straight up the stairs and to the right. Chief, Chief. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Dan Parker's wife just joined them in the house, Chief. So inside there's Keith Meadows and his wife, Parker and his wife, then whoever's inside the donkey. Well, presumably Branson and his wife. Hang on, the Santa Claus on the roof just stood up. What are you talking about, Sergeant? There's a sleigh on the roof with a Santa in it. I thought it was a doll, but it's a bloke, sir, and he's coming down. Could he be a lookout for Branston? Could be, Chief, but right now he's staggering all over the street. He looks drunk. Uh, have a word with him. Wait a minute. Car just pulled up outside number 55. Oh, oh, they're heading over to that Santa Claus. Reverend Wilkins, is that you? Are you okay? Didn't recognise you with the Santa beard. What? Who are you? It's Stacey, Reverend. You know me. Everyone's been looking for you all day, Reverend. There were a lot of worried people when you didn't come to the auditions. The auditions? It's okay. Mr Meadows ran the auditions in your place. Keith, running things? Oh, I know what he thinks of my directing, but I didn't think he'd usurp me. Why are you dressed like Father Christmas, Reverend? I don't know. That's quite a bump on your head. He seems very confused. Evening all. Oh, hello, Sergeant. I'll take it from here, girls. Right, you, in the car. <laughs> so, Branson led you on the roof, did he? Branson? On the roof? Yes, that's right. There's Keith and Dan, too. Keith Meadows and Dan Parker. Keith did this to me. He's running things, you know. Keith is running things. Is he saying what I think he's saying, Sergeant? 
Listen, Santa, are you telling us that Meadows is the boss? He thinks he is, but he's got to be stopped. I think he's passed out, Chief. Must be drunk as a skunk. He can't seriously be saying that Keith Meadows is Mr Big. Makes sense in a way, Chief. Who else could blow up Branston's daughter's house and get away with it? And who else could force Branston and his wife to spend hours inside a donkey costume? This is Keith Meadows we're talking about. Can't be right. And it would make Dan Parker his conciliary. Ah, you're right. Silly talk. But still, let's get listening devices on number 46. One at the front, one at the back. Fast as you can. Stacey, did you put this Christmas tree up? You do know I get funny about Christmassy things. No, I didn't. I swear to you. Well, then how did it get here? Oh, Angie, all this time spent up close to you reminds me of why we got together in the first place. You're only saying that because you've been staring at me bum for the last few hours. Yeah, just like the old days. Look, let's bury the hatchet, share the money and use it to start a new life together. Me and you? Back together? I've already bought an hideaway for us in Acapulco. Do you mean Acapulco? Well, it was supposed to be Acapulco, but I mistyped it and ended up with a place in Acapulco, just outside Fort William. Scotland? Oh, you plonker. Oh, go on then. I never could resist you, Percy. Mm. Mm. Oh, hello, Stacey. Tracy. Mr Meadows, we think someone's broken into our house and left a Christmas tree in our living room. You'd better come in. Is your throat all right? It's fine. Keith, you need it upstairs. It's Bill and Ben. Wait for me in the living room, girls. Put a record on if you like. What is it? Remember that wise guy you cast today? It's not a wise guy. It's a wise man. In this case, wise man number four. And there's only three wise men. Everyone knows that. Not anymore. And he'll be bringing a fourth gift. You know nothing about the nativity, do you? He won't be putting his gift at the feet of the baby Jesus. He'll be giving it to the Virgin Mary. You need a director to put it in a knapsack that'll be slung over the donkey. Is this your so-called Christmas gift? These records are so cheesy. Look at this one. Songs to eat by, dining music from around the world. Oh, we've got to play it. <laughs> Classic. Right, the bugs are working, Chief. Can you hear the music? Yeah, yeah, loud and clear, very nice. I told you before, Branston, I'm in charge. I'm directing the whole thing. I decide who gets what, when and where. I've had enough of your interfering. Your wise guy is out. I can't believe what I'm hearing, Sergeant. He has a special gift for us. He's in. You've said yourself, Branston, that to do this, you need to use your own family. But loyalty to the family, nothing is more important than that. Yet you come to me tonight with plans that could destroy your only family. We're nothing without the family, Branston. This gift your wise guy is going to hand to the Virgin Mary tomorrow. Is it really more valuable than family? I've had enough of this, Branston. I'm going downstairs. Uh, hello. Oh, hello, Don. Cora, Leone. <gasps> Who's Don Cora Leone? All the crime families in Barmydale must be there. And Keith Meadows must be the boss of the lot. You've gone, sir. After all these years, you've got Mr Big. Shall I call for backup? Yeah, yeah. No, no, wait, wait. Wait for this to play out. Obviously, a handover is being planned for tomorrow night's nativity. That's when we'll catch them red-handed. With enough evidence to put Meadows and Parker away forever. (laughs) 
Right, everyone, cast, crew, gather round. Sharon, come here and take the seat next to me. Thanks, love. Now then, it's curtain up in two minutes, and don't be nervous, but it's a full house out there. Well, taking social distancing into account. How many? 36. Just stay calm and enjoy it. Do exactly what you did earlier in the dress rehearsal, only a lot better, obviously. Pianist. Yes, Keith? Because you missed the dress rehearsal and I've made a number of changes to the climactic action, I'll cue you in when it's time for your final song. It comes straight after the fireworks. When the last one goes up, I'll tell you and you just play. All right. Stage hand. When Gracie starts playing the final number, you lower the screen and get the lyrics projected onto it so everyone can join in. Tracy, do you remember the changes for you? Yes, Mr Meadows. Right. Positions, everyone. your earpiece working, Sergeant? Yes, Chief. I'm seated at the front. In fact, the whole flying squad have taken up the entire front row. Well done, Sergeant. Now, remember, wait until the moment the donkey collects the payoff before moving in to make the arrests. Yeah, yeah. I've got to go, Chief. Come on. Good luck, Gracie. I'm looking forward to seeing all these changes Keith has made. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing them myself. Behold, brothers. A previously unseen star in yonder night sky. It is a sign, Melchior. A portent of a great... Hail Mary, the Lord is with you. You are the virgin the prophet wrote of that shall conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. How can this be? With God, nothing is impossible. I, King Herod... Command that this so-called newborn king is found. I'm sorry, Mary, but I have no more in it room. Uh, room at inn. We have travelled far from the east to honour your son. All four of you? Yes, the four of us. And we each have a gift for it. Gold, frankincense, myrrh and a large cash payment. And trust me, it's a lot of shekels. There you go, Mary. That sounded like it, Sergeant. Get him! Right! Nobody move! You're all under arrest. <laughs> What's going on out there? That's not in the script. You, give me your tea towel. I'm going on. Look out! The donkey's got a gun! Oh, no, he hasn't. Oh, really? This is much more exciting than last year's, Gracie. Oh, kids change more than I thought. Branston is climbing out of the donkey outfit, Chief. Dad! Mum! Baby! All right, sweetheart. Get off me, Branston. <gasps> don't come any closer or the director gets it. Right, men, hold your fire. Now, Branston, don't shoot. It's all right, it's all right. It's just the fireworks going off early. <sighs> there, you see? That was the last one. <gasps> oh, that's my cue. What on earth is going on, Sergeant? Oh, I don't believe it, Chief. They're carrying on with the show, sir. Well, we didn't plan for that. Well, you have to admire them, really. Very professional. Also, Chief, given that Branston is holding Meadows at gunpoint, I think there's a small chance we might be wrong that he's Mr. Big. Yeah, you might be right. All right, just make sure you get Branston, his wife, and wise man number four. Dad, let Mr. Meadows go! He's got no choice, love. He don't want to go back inside, does he? Dad, you can't shoot him. Oh. Mr Meadows has always been so nice to me. I can shoot who I like. Hey. Please, Dad. For me, it can be my Christmas present. She's making a lot of sense, Branston. I- I'd listen to her if I were you. 
Remember Acapulco, Percy? I told you, woman, it's Acapoob Will. Just don't listen to her. But look at that face. Don't you turn soft on me now, Percy. Oh, Tracy, I am sorry that I was such a bad dad and never gave you a good Christmas. I put a tree in your house, though. Did you see it? Was that you? It was. Then it is the best Christmas tree ever. Well, you amaze me, sweetheart. Even though I was a rubbish dad, you've turned out lovely. A nurse of all things. I never could love people the way you do. But you do. You love them. Care for them. Look after them. And I was proud of you tonight too, sweetheart. You were very good. Thanks, Dad. You're lucky day, Keith. Right, Sergeant. Do your worst. Right, me. Get him. Play the song, Gracie. Play the song. Love, the show was quite a success. Oh, it certainly was, Gracie. You must be proud, Keith. Ah, people did seem to get quite involved. Everyone loves audience participation, don't they? A stroke of genius, love. And Dan, your stage management was exceptional. All that action going on, and yet it ran like clockwork. And so realistic. It's amazing what you did with just one rehearsal, Keith. I think it's time for a nice cup of Yorkshire tea. I love. Oh, you look very tired, Keith. It's all this peace and quiet, love. Suppose I'm just not used to it. I'll say this, you two. I honestly did not believe you could deliver on your promise to give us an incident-free Christmas, but thank you. Yes, thank you both. Merry Christmas, love. Aye, Merry Christmas. Barmy Girls starred Juliet Howland as Gracie, Camilla Simpson as Sharon, Vicky Michelle as Angie, Jeffrey Holland as Reverend Wilkins, Carl Hanwin as D.S. Linklater, Michael Fenton Stevens as the police chief, Will Chitty as Branston, Becky Lloyd as Tracy, Bethan Nash as Stacey. Also featured were Jonas Kemp, Kate Skellen, Louis Chapman, Callum McIntyre, Ben Chapman, Stuart Wielden, and Martin Skellen. The music was composed by Jordan Freighter, with Light a Candle by Juliet Howland, and the show was written by Skellen and Wielden for Barmy Productions. And if you enjoy Barmydale, you can support the show at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Barmydale. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.